Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is bonus episode number 19. In this episode, we talk with an incredibly talented Matthew Lowry. Um, if you're not familiar with him yet, that's okay. I really want you to pay attention in this episode. It's a little bit long. We had a great time talking, and both of us just, you know, we're we're talkers. So we enjoyed the conversation, and it just kept rolling. Uh, but no, we talked about all kinds of stuff from the type of music that Matthew's working on, a little bit of his background, um, this new album that he's got coming out, starting his own label, the whole nine yards. I mean, this is a great opportunity for you to learn a lot about Matthew um, and discover, you know, an emerging artist and hopefully one that you really dig. So a huge shout out to Matthew for taking the time, rescheduling with me when it was necessary and whatnot, um, and just being open to to having this conversation because, again, it was a little bit longer than than others, but uh, it was a lot of fucking fun. Um, and I'm, I'm really stoked to be bringing you guys this one. So, uh, let's dive into it. This is my conversation with Matthew Lowry. Um, so yeah, though, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring ass question every time. It's a simple introduction, man. Who are you? Why are we having this chat? I'm, uh, so my name is Matthew, Matthew Lowry, and, uh, I am releasing my album this fall. I'm sure by the time this podcast is out, we'll have dropped the announcement. So, uh. Uh, yeah, September 15th, uh, we're going to put out Flamingo County is the name of the record. And, uh, man, I'm just excited to be here and talk about some of the singles and the album and me, uh, and yeah, have a good time. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I'd say I'm, uh, like a singer songwriter that really leans into rock and roll, um, on this record, uh, the backing band is literally my best friends that I've either played in bands with or grew up with and were musicians, you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically college onward, uh, you know, some of these guys have been friends with me for 15 years. So uh, it's one of those things that I call them the Flamingo County Players because that's the team we put together to make this yeah. record. And uh, they're my boys, we're, we're best friends. And so we play rock and roll, man. It's uh, at it's always two guitars i switch back and forth between keys and guitar as well so sometimes we've got that uh, foo fighters front three right. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. and then uh bass and drums and my buddy kyle does percussion and dances and sings back up and has a good ass time man we're just trying to have some fun so yeah well let's you know let's talk about that you know not in a rude way but you know your latest single uh all my friends have, are selling out like yeah um kind of lends itself to this you know we're getting older I don't want to say it's the last shot but it kind of feels like it's that point in your life where you're like okay I have to take a chance on this if I'm gonna do it right yeah yeah for sure I mean um so I mean background on me played music my whole life started piano at five um and started writing songs in elementary school like I remember uh we had like a church talent night and I like (laughs) had written this song and my, actually my little brother, Caleb, my actual younger brother was two years me, played drums and like I played keys and sang and he played drums and we were like 11 years old, nine years old. You know what I right. mean? Like, <laughs> I, I'm always very music involved. Um, 
And then in after college, a uh, band I was in signed to an indie label and had good distribution through Universal and like, you know, put out some music. Uh, yeah. um, did that for like five years, put out a couple albums and, you know, you make a lot of friends and then you're in the industry and you're invested and you put in this time. And then uh, things ended, our lead singer just kind of, right after we released the second album, was really cruddy. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of personal family things he had to take care of and that's just, yeah what it was and he was like yo it's time to stop and it was fine like it worked but it was still like god dang i just poured a half a decade into this band right um right and so you know ended up playing with another group um but two of the guys that i played with that i met because of terra 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 um drummer and guitarist josh then the three of us played in this next group together with our friend matt burns and every you and so we played in that a couple years and then that ends and i uh you know, just kind of took a breather and started writing some of my own stuff and was in the studio. And I did a couple EPs that I put out in like 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and I went in and I did them at the Vanguard Room, which is right here in Lakeland. And, you know, they were good. It was fun. I was pr I'm proud of what we did. But like, I think at some point I realized that like, that wasn't it that like it wasn't it's not they were bad songs but it didn't feel focused it was just kind of a right. collection of weird interesting things and also me straying a little away from rock it's more of like what kind of weird pop kind of thing yeah, yeah. still like an indie pop weirdness i don't know it was just something like what can i do there and and it was fun and again i, I love that experience and it, it it kept me in the vanguard room even longer um and it was one of those things where it was just like, no, I, I just, I was like, okay, they're out. But then I just started writing, uh, like <laughs> just hardcore, like just writing shit I loved. And yeah. I put my guitar back on and, <laughs> and tuned it to drop D and turned it up a little, you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, let's play some fucking rock and roll because that's what I love. And that's what I, my passion is. And when you, I wanted to play live, like, Right. I, I'm a live musician kind of guy too. So it's like, I want to play these songs. And so like, I don't want to program a bunch of shit. I want to write shit. And then I want yeah. to go out and I want to play it. And then there's nothing wrong with programming. We program some shit on this album too. But, but like, I just wanted to write these songs. And so I just kind of let myself write whatever felt fun because I realized I didn't want to try to, you don't want to try to make it. I just wanted to have fun playing fucking music again. Right. Which is why I was like, write this shit and what if you and your friends did this shit like when it's like oh i think i have stuff like to make an album i really love and if i'm gonna do it i'm going to do it with the people that i love i'm gonna do it with these best friends whom all my friends are selling out i literally write about right. these guys and <laughs> they're now playing with me in my band and like back being you know there i don't know it, it's just it's a beautiful thing um and yeah so it's kind of that let's do it. Let's record this album. And if I'm going to put it out, let's, let's like put it out. And so, uh, I incorporated bro city records. Cause, uh, that's the name of the <laughs> made a label for myself. Yeah. It's going to be self-released and, uh, we're out here just trying to spread the good word, man. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's one of the cool things too, is, you know, the passion is what brought the friends back in, right? Like <laughs> oh, knowing, yeah. you know, knowing that it's not just a, a, like you said, kind of like this hodgepodge of, okay, it's stuff. Yeah. But it's, there's no purpose to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you're like, no, I think I want to like really do this. Yeah. The friends come back and they're like, 
we want to support you. We want to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, let's do that. Well, and, and like I said, so like Micah, my drummer, I mean, he, he played in those two serious bands I was in. He's, he cares about, he's one of the only other musicians that cares about as much as I do. That's like my close friend, you know what right. I mean? That's like the tight circle. I was in his wedding and he was in my, you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of thing. So, and, but that's what this group is. I mean, uh, my bass player, Rick, who played lead guitar and all my friends who I call out in the song. I mean, we went to college together. He played guitar in this like, uh, like touring music group that the the school had and like had this Steve I Ibanez and he's a John Petrucci like student, you know what I mean? Right. One of those guys, but like, it's like, yeah. And, and I mean, we all love metal, but like we're not playing metal. We're just playing rock and roll. That's fun, but bringing these elements to it, you know, here and there and like smart music and these guys just like, like, I love it. It's like, listen, listen to these demos. Do you want to record these with me? Do you guys want to play live? Like I want to, we all did this in some form or another over the last however many years. Let's yeah. fucking have some fun and do it. If you don't want to, that's cool. But like, let's have fun. And like everybody loved the demos that, that we made. And, and then we get in the studio and it was just like, all right, Micah came in the first three days and we tracked all the drums. And then it was just like, okay, this Monday night is Josh night. So we're going to do lead guitars on this song because I want Josh doing leads on this song. And then, oh, he can be here in two weeks. So that's what we'll do leads for the other ones that he can do. So yeah, I just plug and played who I thought was going to bring their talent to that track um, on lead guitar. And, you know, and so we had three different lead players. Um, my good friend, Casey Newton, who works at the studio, the Vanguard Room, he uh, he played bass on a couple songs where I'm like, I need you to be the dirty bass player that you are. <laughs> so I played on bass on almost all of them, but he played on a couple that it was like, I need you to be better than me. I want this album to be the best it can be. I want these guys to play guitar because I know they're going to kill it. And I want these guys to do this. So, yeah. you know, I did all the keys, most of the bass, all, all the rhythm guitar, obviously sang everything. Um, but like, then it was my boys coming in and then... The beauty now is that like, oh, we love these songs. We love playing them. And now we get to go out and do it live. And and in the shows have been really, really fun so far. Uh, and we got a couple more that we're going to be playing in like Tampa uh, in uh, or August. We'll play in Tampa on like August 18th at Hooch and Hive. And then we're going to play in Lakeland, my you know, the hometown yeah. uh, for the release show September 16th, the day after the album drops. So we have a couple good ones planned. Yeah. And uh, man, the passion. I know circling all the way back. Yeah, no, no, totally fine. They felt it. We felt it in the studio. They they know my heart. They know who I am. These are my best friends. And so it's never for me, it's never not been like do this thing. Um, and I think the beauty too of, of how we live now uh is that like, yeah, I have a normal day job, you know, I get to work remote from home most days. Um, and it's just it's what I do, but it's to fund and and do these things I love. It's just yeah. like any other hobby or something other someone else would want to do mine just happens to be music and like releasing music and playing shows and like having a good time you know what i mean and then i get to do it with my best friends so it's like if i'm gonna do it that's how i'm gonna do it yeah so. and i mean let's be honest as much as we would love for music to pay all the bills and you know whatever <laughs> yeah that's 98 percent of people that's not a feasible thing anymore oh for sure and 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 for me especially like you know, I've been on a couple different indie labels and I know what's out there and I'm not, no one, no one in the major is going to sign me off demos or whatever I do. That's going to take time. Like I understand how it works. It's like, but I still want to take it seriously. I still want it. So it's like, well, if I'm going to start a label and I'm going to 
pay for a publicist and I'm going to pay to press these to vinyl, which is what I'm working on right now is trying to set yeah. that up. And like, you know, so it, they may not be here when the album drops, but they won't be too far after, you know, but it's like, I'm paying that out of pocket, investing into this thing that I love. And it's like, well, something's got to pay those bills. And I, I, and I don't think there's any, it's funny. Cause you know, I read a song about people selling out and it's like, right. I work on, I work a freaking corporate kind of sales job and I do it remotely on my laptop that they provide for me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's so that I can play the music that I love. And I don't, and I mean, I, you know, I like what I do. It provides for me and my wife and uh, our three dogs and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's great, but it's like, there's indie labels where it's like, yeah, it's not their full-time job. These guys are funding their passion, working at a normal gig and then starting the label they want to start to help the bands they love. And so that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm doing it to do it for me, but now I'll have a label. So if there's another act in Lakeland and or in Central Florida that I love and I, I want to support them, yeah. I have a vehicle to do that now. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to hunt my day job and, and do it well so that I can do these things I love to do. And I don't think it's it's not easy to be a starving artist and props to everybody who can still do it. But I'm I'm not there anymore and I can't be, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I'm going to make it work however I have to. So, yeah, well, no, I think, you know, it, it goes to the, the mindset of, you know, you can still have a passion and be a responsible adult. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I can yeah. find balance between these two and yeah. do the thing, like, not that you hate your day job by any means, but like, yeah. okay, I'll go over here and do this thing. I don't, love yes so that i have the money and time and effort to yeah. do the thing i love yeah 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 and i mean yeah i don't love it but i like it i have a very good company my like supervisor like my direct supervisor for us he loves music like he's like we always talk about going to shows together he, he's like yo i got two tickets to wilco they're like are you coming yeah. with me and it's like i can't brian i gotta be somewhere else that night so like <laughs> he he gets it and supports it and, and my other guy's like yo when you got a show in town like posted in like the the chat so everybody sees like the flyer and stuff and i'm like okay cool well i mean as long as i mean they have no reason not to support it you know what i right. mean and i told him i was like listen brian if dave Grohl calls and they need us to open then i'm, I'm gonna be there but other than that i mean i'm gonna get my job done and it's like yeah. but even like touring wise like i can work remotely i can hotspot and, and do my job and then well it shows you know so if we get a short run and it works out and our my buddy Josh, who plays guitar, same thing. He he could log in hotspot and work remote, and then we can play our shows. And he tours with another artist as well, and was able to do it, you know, just a few months ago. So yeah, well, uh, I, I think you know that's the world we live in now, right? Yeah, like yeah. technology is both a blessing and a curse. But the the world <laughs> we live in now, the freedom that you can do, yeah, eighty percent of jobs out there, yeah. remotely is insane. You know, and like, I mean, even even to think back during the pandemic, like doctors were doing video conferences, medical and stuff, like, and stuff. Yeah, man. I'm not sure how that works, but okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> how, do you, how do you stethoscope my lungs right now? Like what's <laughs> need you to hold the earbuds up to right. your mouth, place <laughs> right. it on your heart. They fed um, stethoscope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, let's, let's talk about, you know, you started the label and you mentioned, uh, you know, Iron press, which I think is one of those things. Press teams are are unsung fucking heroes, right? Oh, like, uh, yeah. I mean, you and I aren't talking if that doesn't happen. I mean, we right. could be. I I could have been doing the grind work and research and making sure and reaching out, but like, 
I have a, a salaried position at a job, so I can't do that. You know what right. I mean? And it's like, and, and not only that, uh, for me, like, and who I went with, I love my uh, publicist team and Tori and, and Olivia are awesome. Um, yeah. They've already just been so supportive and helpful. Um, and it was like, I saw the work Tori had done for a guy I played at a band with, Matt Burns has uh, run Smart Punk Records. And mm-hmm. so like, you know, he's up there and she's killing it for him. And I I was like, yo, like I reached out and I, I actually knew her because she's from Central Florida as well. Yeah. So <laughs> when she did like, old school warp reporter stuff and then it was you know actual warp reporter stuff and it was out there's like oh she's from orlando like you know i actually knew her and followed her on social media and stuff for a while so it's uh it it's cool to have that kind of feel like a personal connection like you understand where i come from if you know right. i played in these bands in central florida and you grew up here and like you get you know at least where i'm from and what i do and so it's I felt safe and trust, you know, trusted her and them, yeah. the team, uh, which is like a huge part of this whole project is like working with people that feel close and that I can trust. You know, I've tried to keep it as like close as we can. And and so it feels good to have that kind of trust with people that are like, hey, you, hey but you need that. Like I said, yeah. we, we I need that. I can't I can't do that grind work as much as I used to when I was 20 years old. And, you know. All right. right, that was cool. And I'm just playing in this band and working part-time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Like Tori is insanely awesome, um, oh. super talented. But I, I think, you know, too, to your point, like, sure, it's possible to go out and, and do all that legwork yourself. It's going to take extra hours, things like that. Or you sign up with someone like Tori and go, hey, yeah. I want to do podcasts and I want to do this and I want to do that. And she goes, cool, here's my Excel file that I can get you in touch with everybody that you need. Like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's nice. And, and like you said, it's, it's, I, I believe in this music. That's the thing that like when the album was done and we all listened to it and my, you know, my producer partner, Bryce, who engineered and mixed everything. And like, we co-produced the whole album and, and he, he, man we just we just felt so proud of it uh and then uh, jesse cannon mastered it for us and i worked with him in my old band terra 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 on both albums he's the first you know real real studio experience <laughs> that i had um like hey we slept in the studio for four weeks and made a record you know what i mean that kind yeah. of thing um and so he mastered it and just had some very kind words to say and and was very supportive and and so i was like man a lot of good feedback on this and then just you know again years in the industry you reach out to this person or that person and like how do you feel about this how do you feel about this and it's just like hey man these are you know good you know it's not like i'm, I'm not winning a grammy for this album but, but like you never but, know but you know <laughs> but it i felt support from people that i trusted once again right um and so i was like and i felt good about it not just not just other people's opinions because but you know, I'm, you're going to hope, you know, hey, weigh in honestly as someone who knows me <laughs> and because uh, I'm excited about things and it's not hard to get excited about things for me. And I'm very, when my passion takes over, I just let it go. So, you know, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, I feel great about this. Right. Do other people feel like I'm not? And it was, you know, really, really positive. Again, all the guys being like, yeah, we want to play these songs. We want to play live. We want to go out there. So I just... I said, all right, well, if, if you want to do something, like do it all the way, you know, to the utmost that you can. And so right. 
to the fullest extent that I, Matthew Lowry, am capable of <laughs> trying to push this album. I am, you know, trying to put it out there and and have a good time and and uh, you know share these songs that I love so very much and get the chance to play them for people at all. It just feels great. So yeah, well, and I I think too, you know there's there's different measures of success right like obviously it's corporate america we all want millions of dollars whatever but <laughs> realistically money. No. Yeah. but realistically you know i i think artists in general whether we're talking music or different mediums whatever but artists in general i think are wired differently when it comes to success like the money's great it obviously helps yeah but I can be successful in the music industry and not be a number one on billboard. If my music's connecting with people oh, and resonating yeah. and you know what I mean? If it's all fulfilling oh, sure. to me, yeah. then I'm still successful. It doesn't necessarily matter that I don't have, you know, Justin Bieber level streaming. Well, for sure. And I mean, and that's for every kind of musician too. I mean, you're you're probably not going out there working on your piano sonatas in a classical realm and and uh, you know what i mean if you're yeah. you're like if you want to be on the top of the billboard charts and surrounded by piles of cash like um and i studied music in college like i said i started i played classical piano for a lot of my life early yeah. uh, and through school and so it's just one of those but i was like well, i'm never going to be a concert pianist but like but that it, that didn't drive me i wanted to write songs and perform pop, you know pop songs yeah. right? or whatever right. you know what I mean? I'm play rock and roll and uh I loved what I did but I wasn't going to be something I cared enough about to go after but plenty of people I went to school with did and found a way to like pursue that and do that be it through teaching or other kinds of piano accompaniment or you know what I mean and it's yeah. like then they'd follow and do that not to make a ton of money but because they love it and and so in the same way this is what I do I, I said earlier I love golf right right and Golf is like, if you are love golf and it's a hobby, you're going to drop some cash, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't have to. I play as cheap as I can and right. I, like, I, I make those clubs last for as long as you can. Uh, um, you know, I don't do the upgrades every year on everything or anything like that. Yeah. But um, but like, you know, as you get older and you get your career and you can spend your money on something and if your hobby's golf, you drop some cash that year. Well, I want to play music and release it and like play shows and have t-shirts and sell merch and like right. connect with people. So like, instead of the golf hobby, I'm my focusing my money into the music hobby. And it is just like, and it's not a hobby, but it, it, when you're trying to explain to others, maybe not that you need to justify yourself to anybody, but right. uh, <laughs> it's like, Hey, you know, I could be dropping this on clothing and shoes and drugs or traveling and food and you know yeah Dr drugs of course drugs drugs and alcohol yeah. right <laughs> this is a LaCroix for those of you wondering didn't, <laughs> no, have uh, time to, didn't have time to grab beer before the conversation so it's all good um speaking of golf I did see a funny TikTok earlier uh I think it might be a clip from like a barstool interview interview or whatever mm -hmm. anyway guy was like yeah I went and played 18 holes the other day but I came up with this new scoring system game and for every beer that you finish during your round, you get to oh, subtract the stroke. Yeah, basically like. Yeah. So he's I mean, like, hey, if you and the boys want to. He goes, <laughs> I shot a. Go. Yeah. He goes, I shot a 48 based on that. And they're like, <laughs> hold on. And he goes, I drank 21 beers, guys. It's like, fine. <laughs> he still played really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it, it, it was insane. I, I sat there and thought about it, though. I'm like, 18 holes and you drank 21 beers. Like it's not unreasonable, but I gotta tell you, I don't know how you shoot that low on the back nine if you're that deep. Right. Right. It's Unless like, you're uh, just finishing them off on the, the tail three or four, like screw it, let's chug them to get the strokes down now. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, I just thought that was funny. I'm like, that's an interesting way. Like I've heard the mulligan one before where it's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, each hole that you finish a, a beer on, you get a mulligan or whatever, but um, a stroke. yeah just straight drop it in a stroke so um, um you no know, i don't play that many fun games like that when i play yeah. and i keep it pretty straight up i uh like i really try to take like all the penalties you know what I, mean? I caddied as i was like a caddy at a golf resort for five and a half six years like i i'm pretty straightforward yeah. <laughs> like i'm an honest i try to be as honest a golfer as i can even in fun games like i just went on this vacation was playing with my brother and he was like Oh, you just pick it up and drop it over there. And I'm like, I mean, I, I, I went OB or not OB, you know, I went at red stick. So I, I need to drop here. He's like, Hey, you know, get yourself a lie. And I'm like, I don't even feel good doing that for our fun game. Like, right. I don't want to, like, I was like, especially if, and if I'm going to put a score in for like handicap or something, I'm like, yeah, yo, I'm not going to do that. I appreciate you. And, and it's like, you know, it's, 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 uh, so I, all that to say, it's hard for me to go out there and just like do that. Unless right. I'm like, screw it. I'm playing nine holes. I'm not keeping score. If I hit any bad shots, I'm going to drop the ball and hit it again. Like, if I just want to, like, pure enjoy it and not even care at all, yeah. I'll do that. But it's weird. I just have this thing. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I, I used to bowl a lot, and mm. I was the same way. Like, friends would be like, hey, you want to go bowling? And it's, like, just a Friday night or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And I show up with my bag full of fucking three professional balls, my own shoes. They're like... <laughs> bro chill we're doing cosmic bowling i'm like i don't know how to chill all right You're like i'm here right yeah <laughs> yeah um but no um i i think the point to all of that with kind of goes back to the hobbies thing of like again just what you said about golf like yes it's a hobby it's something you you do for fun but there's also a passion to it so i want to take this thing seriously um and i think i think it says a lot about you because for a lot of people this is a brand new iteration of you or maybe they've never even heard of you before yeah yeah so yeah, it, yeah. it shows that like hey you know sure i'm quote unquote just starting out but this is a real thing and i'm, I'm not just putting something on spotify to have it on spotify yeah i and, and that's it and i mean you know, in those bands I was in, I was never the lead. I wasn't the lead singer. You know, I right. sing backup. I played lead guitar or I played bass. Um, and then, like, I was the lead singer in my band in college. That is the reason I got into the band that was signing with a label and getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, my role was to play backup and be a musician. And I was like, "Yo, dope! I'm great at that. Like, that's fine. <laughs> um, I, I'll I'll rock and roll that all day." So like, my name's not out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. people, and that's fine. Like, it's not about my name, but I did. I didn't know what else to do. I didn't, I'm not like a dashboard confessional. Like I, I had ideas. Like I had like, uh, you know, a couple like, okay, what if I named the band? Originally it was like, I could name the band Flamingo County, right? Like that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, it's more of the, it's all these songs I just wrote. It's this idea. I'm not going to like do it that way. Um, and I was like, I feel like there was one, man, I wish I remembered the other one that I was like, 
oh, this is a great name. I don't remember what it was. Brief, but it was like lowercase B-R-I-E-F. Felt yeah. like an emo band. Felt like a Midwest emo band. Brief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just something like that period at the end, right? And it's just like, oh. Um, and I was like, nah, that's not my shit. I was like, I think I'm just going to be me um, and let it come naturally, right? Just Matthew Lowry. And that's actually, yeah. that's, that's my first and middle name. Uh, so it's still me, you know, very much right. my I have a very long tongue twisty last name, Hagelberger. Nobody wants, mm. yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not going to be a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not a marquee line. line. That's yeah, not a marquee line at all. <laughs> so, uh, no. So I was like, you know, still pretty authentic to myself. And, uh, and then the Flamingo County players, I was like, oh, this is great. This is like the E Street band. This is like my the E Street band yeah. or like my the Heartbreakers or, you know what I mean? Like, I want, yeah. it just felt, or, uh, for me to like Bob Seger and the silver bullet band, like that kind of thing right. is like, this is my team. Like we're going to do this shit together. Like yeah. I am the songwriter and I'm out here, but like we're a unit when we go play live, you know? Yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, sorry. I got distracted a little no, bit. You're I'm fine. excited and in the moment. <laughs> you're totally fine. <laughs> um, no, I, I think, you know, it is, it's, incredibly tough coming up with band names especially when it is like a solo project because yeah. you know dashboard confessional for example like <laughs> yeah cool man you nailed it you're the only one you know you jack's mannequin it. for andrew mcmahon like okay great bud you, you had the only one that i could do um it made me think though like when i was in college me and my roommate had this little acoustic thing we did for a minute and we just called it apartment C because that was the apartment that I fucking lived in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, and then we were going to do this little pop punk thing. And of course, much like what your song's about, all our friends grew up and got real fucking jobs. <laughs> uh, but we were going to be superheroes in training so that it would be shit for the acronym. Love and it. people would just be like, Hey, have you heard the new shit album? Like, yes, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So, um, so let's it, talk about the, the importance <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the importance of uh flamingo county for you right so yeah. this collection of songs this rebirth um and kind of a showcase right like the for singles sure. that have come off of it are cohesive but they're definitely different styles and definitely a look at what i can do don't pigeonhole me as i'm just this one thing i love it i love it thank you that's beautiful no that's, that's a great one uh I like I like how you put that, and that's kind of true. Uh, I don't, I've never used showcase, but that's perfect. Um, and and yeah, and, and you know, it wasn't even the point. You know what I mean? That's not right. how it happened. But as I said, kind of earlier, like I just let myself write these songs. And so some days I was sitting at my piano and right. <laughs> and and just like, hey, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? And it's just thing that I fall in love. Oh. This feels like Elton John kind of, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, oh, it's like Yellow Brick Roadie. It's got a little whatever. But like, you know, but then I finished the song and I'm like, yeah, but this is like, in my head, it's like queen rock and roll over this kind of swingy. And it's so get by, get high. It's just this yeah. classic rock feeling song. But it's not because I was like, oh, I'm going to write this classic rock song. It was just like, no, I just wrote this shit. And then I wanted it to sound this way because that's what I heard in my head. And yeah. um and so it was just, I had a ton of songs. I had a big whiteboard and I listed all these ideas that I'd had. And I was like, I eliminated, you know, before I even put stuff on the whiteboard, I eliminated 10 or 15 songs. And then I eliminated another 10 songs, at least on the whiteboard. So chopped it down to 11. 
Um, and it was just one of those things that I felt so good about all these things. And as I was putting it together um, and looking back, you know, sitting there every day, kind of look at the whiteboard and finishing like writing the things. Cause I had a schedule. I was like, I'm listing these and okay, these are the ones I think I'm going to do. So make sure they're finished. Your parts right. that you wanted before you go demo them and make sure we're ready in the studio. And so it was just like finishing the writing and looking at them. And I'm like, Oh, this is me going on this personal journey to, to become myself like the authentic version of me and Flamingo County is this idealized like state of mind, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, it's like half Ram Dass, like you're just in the present moment, like watching the clouds go by and you're like, oh, it's okay. Like in this thing I'm doing, I'm just grateful to be here breathing. And then right. also this like comfort in your own skin, like, oh, I've shaken off the shell of the past and I'm not tied down to this thing that I was raised in or that I fell in love with quickly and then realized, oh, that doesn't serve you. Like, you know, you just kind of step into who you really are. And so this, this album is this journey of me, which I guess now that we're talking about it, show it's a showcase of like who I am, not just on like a musical level, right. but on a personal journey level. And what I, what it took to be in this place where I feel confident enough to put out music, like, um, the final single we're going to drop before the album comes out, uh, it's called coming for you. And it's like this driving ass rock song. It's very Southern rock, Maylene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Meets Food Fighters kind of thing. And it's just like, so straight up forward. Like, like it was that boldness I was really feeling when I was writing it. Cause it was just like, I'm going to write this song and I'm going to fucking put it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't feel that confident in myself before that. Not that, you know, it was just like, just let it go and have fun. Like, feel good but I didn't feel comfortable enough in my own skin or right. what is this person going to say or what is this family member going to feel like if I say fuck on this podcast you know yeah. and it was yeah. like well part of this journey was becoming the Matthew Lowry that hey I'm a guy that says fuck every now and then and like I'm not going to say it around your six-year-old you know what I mean right but but like that's just part of my life and my journey and like I'm not gonna criticize you. I'll try not to criticize you or hold you for anything just don't do it for me. I'm just, I have to be myself to be happy. And so that's, that's what this album is. It's me figuring that out. And so Flamingo County is like, you know, the next to last track where it's like, oh, I finally hit this point where I realized like, look at this journey I've been on and I have all these things and I feel comfortable. I know how to be myself. I know how to breathe. I know how to like, yeah. you know, find that peace wherever I'm at because it's like, hey, at least I'm me and I'm like living the life I want to live. Um, yeah because it's going to be good times and bad times if you're as you and living the life you want, no matter what. Right. So like, you're going to get criticisms, you're going to have obstacles and it's like, at least find comfort in who you are and, and, and where you are and in your journey. And so, yeah. Yeah. So that's, well, it, it's an interesting thing too, right? Like coming through the music industry, especially the way that you did, like you've seen, a, I'm sure, hopefully not putting words in your mouth, but you've seen the people that, put up the face that the music industry wanted them to put up and it's yeah. like okay you're you're getting on stage every night sure you're making a living or whatever but you don't love what you're doing like you're not being you so you know you want to kind of break away from that and now you are yeah. here going look at me I'm okay this is me yes sorry. <laughs> so three dogs I said earlier yeah. it was important right <laughs> yeah. um yes no it's um 
you know, I, I'm, I am lucky that in the circles that I was in for the most part, like we were pretty authentic to ourselves, you know what I mean? And kind of the, the scene and that smaller indie kind of scene too. And, um, the punk rock scene you know what i mean just yeah. that whole area. people are pretty soft but i saw so many bands though that like and and you play some shows with them and it's like they did they just jumped on that hottest trend and i mean if you love what this sound is and you're having fun and you're playing it it's great right but you're becoming this thing because <laughs> that's what you saw in all press for six months that these cool bands were doing and then you just imitate all that and like do your watered down version of it to try to like it was it was like, oh, I feel like you could take the songs you wrote here and be more yourself and they'd be even better. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Instead of fitting it in that mold. I mean, as you mentioned, I didn't, clearly there was no mold I was trying to fill on this right. record. That I, I don't think there's a mold that has, not that I'm like crazy unique, but it's just like, there was no writing to please other yeah. than myself, you know, and what yeah. felt good. Um, and yeah, so I, I felt very, again blessed that it was like i had the mentality of like yo have some fun like if you're gonna do this thing and keep doing it um like have some fun and and do it um my wife and i do this thing on uh thanksgiving weekend we've done it for quite a few years now where we sit down and we have a state of the union and it's like because you, you know that's kind of when the year ends you get through december but it's holidays and it's whatever yeah. and you, you know you're not you're like you're not accomplishing your goals probably in december uh we're right. all <laughs> down and reflecting and so we do this state of the union i'm like okay what was the year like you know we, we go out and talk about the year and what do we do and what about the, the things we talked about last year and things we want to accomplish and kind of present things to each other and so couple years back, you know, we did, we had a, the State of the Union and we were talking about music and I had written and released those EPs, you know, but like, that wasn't really, I, I could tell it was just like, I feel like I want to do more than just kind of what I did, like record right. it and drop it and put it out. And I played a little show at a coffee shop and we did it. And it, I mean, it was fun. And I had a great, again, I played my songs. I had fun, but like, I wanted to just really kind of do a little more again. And she, that was what she said. She's like, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. She's right. like, I love you and I support you. And I would tell you if you shouldn't do it. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to let you embarrass us. <laughs> yeah, us. And I was like, okay. You can go embarrass yourself, but not <laughs> yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Embarrass us. Uh, no. Um, it's just one of the, she's like, but if you're going to do it, like, like we said earlier, it's like, you have to do it because now is the time. There's no well, I'll just kind of see how it feels. And then, yeah, yeah it, it, and so I said, I set that challenge to myself. And like I said, I, I set up the whiteboard. I got it all together. I recorded it. Um, and it's <laughs> right as we finished making the album, I, I kind of, uh, um, we, we had this moment outside where we kind of, what's it called? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, you you uh say something uh, that you're gonna do you you speak it into existence and some shit like that manifest but manifest <laughs> i can't believe i forgot that word it's so, all good we were like you know what I, I i was like i manifested like what i wanted to do and the change and the growth that needed to happen and like if i, I want to do all these things and i'll i'll do it and and then like uh the drastics uh switching of jobs that happened a few weeks later it was just like like that right yeah and i was like oh man and i was like maybe this puts everything on oh no like what have i done i was like i'm either on the exact right path or this is awful um 
But then I got this new gig that ended up being better, so much better than it is like exactly what I need to do the music that I want to do, you know, and like um, commit, like you said. And so that's what we're going back to. And that's what she told me to do. And it was like this thing I committed mentally. I manifested that this is this album is beautiful. I love what we're wrapping up on here. I love what we're going to do. I'm manifesting that this is the future I'm heading towards. And and everything has been just kind of a wheel in motion like okay we finished it and had to get mixed and I had to get mastered then I just started slowly releasing singles and trying to play some shows just to get a feel right Right. and then how do we feel as a band playing you know at the oh we feel good about this okay uh how do we feel about these okay reception on these songs is is good okay let's yeah we're gonna drop the album so I let it kind of take its time still but also like I had to save money you know what I mean put it back so I could fund it you know and so it's just like being patient and believing and, and, you know, it's tough when people around, you know, that like you've been sitting on this album for a year and a half or two years. It's like, right. Oh, you're finally going to put it out. It's like, yes, I'm finally going to put it out. But it was, it was a plan to be intentional. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I to be in the right place in the right time. So. But, and I mean, there's a shitload that goes into the logistic side of actually releasing music. You know, music, you mentioned yeah. the, the vinyls earlier like especially post covid oh yeah man the vinyl world is fucking weird and <laughs> trying and to that, get that lined up. like and i couldn't do it earlier because honestly financially i just like i wasn't ready to pump that in because i'm like i'm shooting music videos like literally shooting a second music video this weekend for coming for you yeah um you know we shot all my friends are selling out already and that's dropping next week um and then I'm working on a third video concept that I want to sit down. I'm, I'm talking to another videographer. Um, and then I have a friend who's going to, uh, we're going to do some like animation in, within as well. And so it's just like, well, that ain't free. You know what I mean? And again, I'm doing it with friends and people are chill and like, you know, homies hook up homies, but like, right. not, not, a, I'm still going to pay somebody for their services. Like I would hope they would pay me for the same, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's just like, yes, you deserve to be paid for the work that you're doing. And I'm going to save up so that I can properly pay you to do it. Well, if you're going to do music videos and you're going to do props and you're going to do photo shoots and you're going to do all the release stuff, it's like, I had to wait a little bit and make it work. And yeah. so, but it worth it. Always with a focus and intent in mind. And so then when I finally got Tori and we like picked the release date, I was like, we're here, baby. We're all strapped in now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Full steam ahead, so... Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, I talk about networking all the time as well. So you mentioned like working with videographers that, you know, and friends and and things like that. And I think that's something that gets mis misunderstood maybe is the, the way that I'll say it is I think a lot of casual fans of uh-huh. music just assume that, Oh, well, that band knows that photographer so they didn't pay for that stuff or whatever and it's like well that may happen but (laughs) i mean yeah sometimes people do that but like but homies have bills too and so i'm a a grown-ass man and my friends are you know what i mean grown and like yeah you got to pay the bills and if this is what you're doing you know my friend sarah who did all the promo photos and you know the album cover you know like amazing work and like i'm she's going to get paid for her time to sit there and edit. She came out, she came out eight months pregnant to do this photo shoot for the, but we've been talking about this concept for like nine months, eight, nine, you know what I mean? We've been planning this thing for a while 
And then it was just like, well, we either do it this weekend or we can't do it for three months because I'm going to probably have a baby in the next two weeks. So, but like, yeah, I paid her for her time and for her yeah. services. And I asked, and you know, my buddy Aaron did the music video of all my friends and is doing coming for you. And like, same thing, like, give me the rate and I'm going to pay you for your services because like, that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. like you said, if, friends want to help friends out that's cool and like it i you know i would i would not necessarily expect somebody to pay me for everything i would do for them but you know if i'm gonna hire me then yeah you're right. gonna hire me and that's just part of life man. <laughs> yeah well that that's that's one of the big things you know i do photography and stuff outside of this as well and like there's a big difference between hey i offered to do something to help you out yeah. Versus you expecting me to do something. To help oh, you. yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I hope nobody ever, ex you know, I hope I never give the impression to anyone that I expect them to do anything like that for me. Right. You know, I will say like, it's very beneficial. Sometimes as the band, like we play a gig and it's like, all right, we made this much money tonight. And it's like, can we put this into the photo shoot fund? And everyone's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. So, cause they all want to support the release of the album too. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I still hook the homies up, but, uh, yeah. but like, I don't have anybody, none of them chip in for merch because like, it's my name on the t-shirts. Do you know what right. I'm saying? And in the yeah. record. So it's like, they're not paying for publicists and it's, it's, it's cool, but like, I, I don't, I don't want them to, do you know what I'm right. saying? It's not that it's just like, well, that's my responsibility. If I want to sell merch with my name on it, I'm going to pay for the merch and then I'm going to sell it. And yeah. so, um, it's just one of those things where, yeah, money is part of it. How have we talked about money so much tonight? I didn't think I didn't think we'd dive down this path. I didn't I didn't think we would either. But I <laughs> honestly, I think it's good too, though, because like it shows in the DIY realm, yeah, like what it really takes and where that again, it, it's a measure of. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but like it's a measure of how much the the project means to you. If you're not yeah. willing to put the money into it to do it right and to yeah. you know pay the homies and do merch and all that, then okay, maybe it doesn't mean that much to you. And why, as a listener or fan, why would I invest in the thing that you aren't even investing in? For sure, for sure. So, and, and 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 but I mean, I think that shows. Um, and I think, I think the beauty of this project too is that because all my friends did it with me the passion that we have for it is there in the sounds it's there in the live show especially like like i said some of these guys i've known for 15 16 years like right. that energy like you have as friends and that comfort and trust you can't beat that i've been playing music with micah and josh for a decade you know it's just like <laughs> over a decade and it's just like you can't you can't by that kind of <laughs> connection yeah. either. So like, it's this beautiful thing where it's like, I have this beautiful connection with these people and what we're doing. And then I'm willing to invest in that personally because of that. And because I, because it excites me, the fact that all my friends and these people around me are excited about the project too. Well, I want to invest in it more because you guys are all excited. So let's keep doing this shit we love. And yeah. so, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think the cool thing too for you especially in this moment is you know like you said you've got these friends that are in the band with you helping fuel your passion which in turn is fueling you know fueling yours um but it also lends this 
kind of safety net, right? Like I know my friends are there to support me. It's not these random guys that are just waiting for their paycheck at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's good. We're out here to have a good time. Like at the end of the day, if all we do is release an app, if we release one album and we play 10 more shows and that's it, we had a freaking blast putting out music videos and releasing and writing this, you know, putting this music and like playing shows. Like, if that's it, that's it. I don't think that's going to be it. You know what I'm saying at yeah. all? Um, but I like, I have to have that mentality that it's like, I'm just here to wake up and like enjoy every like chance. This podcast, I'm here to enjoy this podcast. I need to be present because like, man, what a privilege that you even want to talk to me about my music and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's one of those things that it's just like, if I can attack everything we do in this band with that mentality, then I'll, I'll enjoy I'll enjoy every second of it. And what more could I ask for? Like, right. Some people don't know how to find that or don't have the opportunity to have those feelings. And it's just like, I'm, I'm blessed that I was able to get into a job where I can fund and support this hobby. I love still and like get to do this thing, you know, and, yeah. and man, I'm not, I'm trying not to, you know, take anything good for granted, no matter how, like you said, musician, like, your success doesn't come on a financial level. Boy, it'd be great if it did. Give me <laughs> right. a publishing deal, put my music in movies. Uh, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's not all about that. And so was, if I'm out there having fun with my friends and people are enjoying what we're doing, then like, I couldn't ask for more, whether it's 20 people at some weird small bar that we're just doing for fun. Right. <laughs> we said, hey, let's go play some covers and play our shit and not tell anybody. Or yeah. <laughs> or some big show we play, you know, either headlining or opening for someone and like bringing the noise, like just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's that's one of those things that, you know, it's hard to find that balance because as a DIY artist, there's so much on your plate. So it yeah. is very easy to go, fuck, this is a job. I hate <laughs> yeah. this job, but I love playing music. And that's where the importance of a team comes in to help with some of those things and all that. But what I what I love about hearing you talk about this project is the, the passions in your voice about it. Like, I have zero doubt that this <laughs> is something that you want to do. It's not a like, yeah, you know, I thought I'd give it a shot or, you know, a buddy bet me. 20 bucks that I wouldn't fucking do this thing. Like <laughs> you won't release an album. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, songwriting, like at the end of the day, like I love music and play music and I love singing, but like writing songs and like putting that together, it just, it just brings me joy. And, and it's hard to, it's tough because it's a challenge because you always want to get better as a songwriter or right. grow or change. And it's like, Oh, those lyrics suck from that thing I did five years ago. Right. Or and now it's like, Oh, these lyrics suck on this album that I've already about to release. Like, no, it, you know, you, I don't want to, you know, you don't talk down to yourself, but you want to grow and you want to feel proud of it. And I just feel like with these songs, I felt so happy with what I had written and the excitement to share that with people um, is great. And, you know, it's, you're going to get, I'm sure I will see plenty of bashing in some ways, like, you know, and it's great. It's the internet. God, at least I've gone through the journey I've already had of like, oh, you can't even listen to those little voice. Don't even go looking for those voices, right? Right. Like, it's just like, don't even worry about that. But like, how do you feel? Like, and it's like, I feel great. I feel great about these songs and like the chance to like 
be surrounded by people who actually want to go out there and like play them with me, you know, and then support that. And so, yeah, I, I love, I love to write. I, I, my senior high school yearbook, <laughs> so it was like future, what are your future plans? And it was always like <clears throat> move back to Florida. Cause I had to go out of Pennsylvania for high school. So and born and raised in Florida, I was like, I know where I want to be college in Florida. And then I'm going to be in the sunshine. Like that's just me. Yeah. And I was like, moving back to Florida, perfecting my songwriting skills, serenading my way to a Grammy and a woman's heart. And if worse comes to worse, I'll get a real job. Like that was my literal, like, this is my plan. Yeah. Um, and so like, it, it was always, it was always about writing music and, and playing music. And I serenaded my way to a beautiful woman's heart and she's my wife. We've been together for almost a decade. So like, everything's good there. So it's like, yeah. all it's left to do is win that Grammy, bro. So I'm trying to write some music. Hey. And, <laughs> and you know, the way the Grammys work now with, a new category it seems like damn near every year there may be some random category that pops up and it's like fuck it that's my shot here we go you never know what's gonna take off or what's gonna hit somewhere or i'm gonna make tiktoks who knew you know yeah. and uh maybe some shit will happen maybe all my friends are selling out as the sleeper tiktok hit of 2023 i i'm telling you man so obviously tori gave me the the private link so that i could yeah. see the video and everything already and i think i think there's some real sleeper potential within this uh the video's dope i it fits the song perfectly from a storytelling aspect um and i do think you know like the world's such a fucking weird place right now, but TikTok is the move for a lot of artists and or threads, maybe it just dropped. Or you threads, know? yeah. Maybe I'll be the threads hit of the year. I don't know. <laughs> you could be the first one. You be know, first threads, pull, viral yeah. thread, viral yeah. threads. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works yet. Album um, two, viral <laughs> threads. Anyway, yeah. um, and it's just like fucking uh, the tweets, if you will. That's all your songs are. It's just like singing, singing my own threads. tweets, my own threads. No, see, Whatever it is, tweets. What a yeah. It's gonna be confusing for a while. It's we so adapt. weird. Yeah, we got to adapt to a new one now. Here we go. <laughs> I uh, when a buddy of mine told me about it dropping, he's like, "Are you gonna sign up for it?" And I was like, "I don't want to," just because I don't want one more social media to have to manage. Yo, if I wasn't a musician. I wouldn't have it if I wasn't I don't doing know this. that I would. Yeah, I don't know that I would. I would. You know what? I get it. I would keep my Facebook because I want to see pictures of my family and my friends' yeah. kids and shit like that. Like, it's like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, but I wouldn't be out here, like, tweeting all the time or posting yeah. a bunch of pictures of myself. It'd be like, here's my little private thing for me and my friends. And yeah, that's, that's the most I would do if I did it at all. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I've told people for years now that, like, legitimately if i didn't have this going on i wouldn't have instagram i wouldn't have tiktok i wouldn't ha you know like yeah, yeah, i just yeah. don't need it so um yeah i still want to i still want to like get a house line and then turn my cell phone off when i get home and it's like if you don't have my if you don't have my house line you're not you don't deserve to call me at home <laughs> you know <laughs> like it, I it's not the worst idea yeah yeah like, i want my childhood so well, that, uh, that was the thing when we were growing up, uh, I'm 38. So when we were growing up, yeah. it was, it was definitely one of those, like, if you need me and I'm home, okay. If I'm not home, sorry. Or if I'm out in the yard or whatever, I may, I can remember us not having a cordless phone for a while, oh, you know, like, yeah. long curly cables, bro. That's Dude, all. It was like 20 feet long. Like, what the fuck are we doing with this thing? <laughs> 
It's like uh, John Cusack in uh, Say Anything. You yeah. get the phone and take the long cable to the bathroom and then still have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, nah, man, it's, and that was, it was weird because I, I, I went from like Bradenton, Sarasota, Florida, which is normal city with normal developments and technology yeah. and all that. You know, I use computers and shit. I'm not, I'm 36, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not old. I grew up with the internet enough, but like, we didn't have, when I moved to Pennsylvania for high school, um, when my parents had split when I was in middle school. And like, so we moved up there. So I did four years in, in Pennsylvania. I did four years. It sounds like <laughs> it's a prison sentence. I, I love my high school. I love my high school experience. It was, it's where I picked up a guitar for the first time and learned to play. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I loved everything about this weird small town thing, but it was a weird small town rural high school. So like it was, there was no cell phone service period. Right. Like, at all in this area of remoteness and the internet at my house was dial up internet until I went to college in 2005 so like yeah I'm like now my dad in Florida we got cell phones we got cable internet everything's normal life is fine right yeah but I I just I got held back in the past an extra you know four years yeah so like I didn't have a high I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college um i didn't i wasn't on the computer all day every day at home because we couldn't you know what i mean it wasn't an option yeah so it's just one of those things where like it was that glorious time where it's why i played guitar so much it's right. why i played sports but when i was at home i wasn't watching videos or doing whatever else like i was like i was playing music man so like it was music and sports music and sports my whole life and and I think that lack of technology is the reason I wrote, I mean, I wrote so many songs in high school. My senior project was an EP I recorded at some like backwoods dude, like four track tape player studio. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> but I had to go, but I had to go record my song somewhere and I wasn't self-recording at home at that point. You know what I mean? Do anything yeah. like that. So like I went, this guy that did like gospel choir recordings and like, oh, you know, and all this other stuff. He was like, let me come in there and brought a drum set in my, girlfriend's little sister played drums so she came in and played drums for me bro and like, yeah. i tracked these songs and um so it was just you know music songwriting 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 and the lack of technology really led to that so let's go back to that so when i come home and i'm bored i'm gonna sit down at the piano i'm not gonna scroll on my phone for an hour right you know I mean? I, and i'd rather do that or or talk to my wife or play with my dogs you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah weird life, real interaction with stuff. real things uh <laughs> yeah. and i'm not hating on the i love if it weren't for the internet and the ease of it i couldn't drop this album like i am i couldn't right. start my own label and distribute things you know what i mean so i'm not sitting here like being an old-time codger it's just like on a personal mental level i i, I want to be able to separate this yeah. thing from that thing and yeah. so you know if i could use a landline when i'm at home and not have my cell phone that'd just be kind of my own fun way to make that happen right yeah i uh <laughs> i always laugh when when i'm talking to somebody especially younger younger than me and they're you know grew up with cell phones since they were six years old <laughs> yeah. uh, i remember when we first got our cell phones and we got them for the whole family and my mom would never have hers turned on and so like we couldn't call her even though she has a cell phone and like i'm locked out of the house one day i try to call her I go straight to voicemail i go over to the neighbors and chill it was fine like small town wasn't wasn't yeah. scary but um when she gets home i'm like hey I, I tried to call you i was locked out of the house and she's like yeah my phone wasn't on i was like yeah no i know that's why i'm saying something and she goes well 
the cell phone's for an emergency. And I go, what if I'm the one having the emergency? <laughs> the emergency happened today, mom, yeah. and your phone wasn't on. Uh, in her mind, it was like, oh, my car broke down. I can call somebody. And it's like, no, like I needed you. And the <laughs> cell phone was turned off. So yeah, um, yeah no, I, I do think not in the mean way, but like go touch grass kids, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go outside, yeah. enjoy life, detach from the screen, even if it's only for an hour or two like well i mean there's a reason i worked as a caddy as an adult you know uh i got that job i mean and so in get by get high i sing like i grew up my hair and i work in the sun and it's like i literally like had was working in in like with a moving company but i was working in the office there and it was like i'd been there for like four years and i was young and i was like i gotta get out of this job and i was like and i want to play golf more and so i got a serving job at a steakhouse at night and like started playing golf like in the morning three four days a week and like getting my game back because I knew this resort that my buddy worked at down here was like, yeah. man, I want to get in there as a caddy. Like, like that's the shit. And I caddied a little for my brother and, and this friend of mine who worked there now. And so put the good word in. And it, I, again, that's kind of the start of this journey of like, why don't I just go on this path of my own? Like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to go be a professional caddy at this resort. And I made, I mean, pretty good cash money, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, and I got to walk outside in the sun every day. I touch grass every single day. I wasn't out there on my phone. You know what I mean? You're not out. You're like, I'm carrying golf bags and talking to people and like interacting for five hours, six hours, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, you hope it's four, four and a half, but it's a resort. It doesn't always work that way. So, but it didn't, you know what, but that's what I was doing. And like, it gave me the joy in my soul to like, come home and write music and, you know, do all those kinds of things and, and, and write these songs and go on this journey of like, ah, I'm literally being who I want to be. I freaking enjoy my weed. I enjoy my music. I enjoy golf. I enjoy the teachings of Ram Dass and like, like, you know what I mean? Just finding love for myself. And then it's so much easier to love the world around you when you kind of love yourself because you're not so hopped up on everything. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a joyous guy and very kind and 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 I feel loving and outgoing, but I really found so much more peace and ability to do that in a way that felt authentic and not like I was looking for to make someone happy. I, I grew up a right. peacemaker, right? So if I'm yeah. kind and loving and friendly to you, you're gonna be happy and we're gonna get along and there's not gonna be any trouble, you know? So I'm oh, let me make sure that like yeah. I'm keeping my parents from fighting by being nice to you 20 years in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm keeping everything happy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I learned to just like my favorite lesson from Ram Das. He talks about how when you meet people, um, you you know, you'll uh, let me rephrase that. When you go for a walk in the woods and you're surrounded by trees and you're looking at these trees and you're walking and you're like, oh, there's that tree and there's that tree and it looks like this and it looks like that. And that's a pine and that one's bent that way. And you just walk and that's it. Well, yeah. when we go through life and we meet people, we don't just go, oh, you had that much sunlight. So you were bending that way or you went through, you didn't get as much water. Or you didn't get as much nutrients as this one or, yeah. oh, you're a pine, but I like evergreens. It's like, no, you don't, you know what I mean? You, you look at people and you make them what you want them to be or what you think they should be. And, and Ram Dass said about, you know, just look at them like trees. When I look at people, I try to see them as trees. 
and and then you understand that they're just who they are they were grown and raised in the environment they were grown and raised in and and that's them and man it fucked me up hard like I first bet, time yeah. i read that it just <laughs> man because it's just like oh yeah and and so but then part of that lesson is seeing myself as a tree too it's like right. oh, yo this is how you were raised this is who you were it's okay that that's your culture and background. It's okay to feel this way or believe this thing, right? It's okay to still have that. Um, but like assess it and and realize that it's like, just, you don't have to force it to be the other trees you grew up next to. Like you're your own tree. Um, right. and then see everybody else in that same way too. And, and so it's just kind of a, yeah. So this album is that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I think that's a, a really beautiful thing because, you know, not that we're going to go down this religion rabbit hole, we're yeah. going to be working on wrapping this up, but, you know, <laughs> so so much of that gets lost in religion where, you know, you have to fit in these different molds, you have to, you know, follow these specific rules, and if somebody breaks that rule and you see it, you know, like, oh yeah, it, it kills me that religion says don't be judgy but they have all these rules to judge people by. I, I grew up in the church. My, my dad's side was hardcore, like Pentecostal growing up, like non-denominational Pentecostal. My mom comes from a very like Baptist, Southern Baptist kind of upbringing. Um, um, my dad was a pastor when I was a kid. Like he went to college a little bit later. We were already born and then went and was a pastor in the assemblies of God. So like, I, I mean, I grew up in it hardcore. I will say, I experienced so much music and was in such a positive musical environment because of that. Um, And, and so many lessons, uh, so many beautiful things, so many beautiful people. Right. And it gets caught in the BS uh, where we, we, we make it less about community and connection and more about rules and following and following in line. And like, and it's tough, man. It's, it's tough. Um, Deconstruction is a song on the album, and that's 100% what it's about. I mean, I know it's, could it be more on the nose? Uh, but, <laughs> but it, I mean, it wasn't just religion that I deconstructed. I think there's a lot of just myself and society and things yeah. I believe. And like, what, what do I believe and why do I believe it? You know, you go through all these stripping of your own layers to figure out like, and build yourself back up. And, and that's it's such an interesting part in the album because it's like, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm over halfway through this journey of the album, but also in this journey of transforming myself. And, and you stop and look around and you're scared because you're like, what do I even like, who am I anymore? What do I really like? Where do I, what do I stand now? What do I believe? And, yeah. and finding your footing again. Um, and just kind of being like, wow, look how much change happened. I didn't force any change. I just let myself ask questions and believe what I truly believed. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Cause it's, cycled back around in a way where it's like I have a, a new interesting authentic faith that definitely is I mean a lot of my teachings that Jesus taught I believe in a in a way where I went well why don't we do when as a kid be like well why don't yeah. we act more like Jesus told us to act like common sense shit right like yep. just common sense shit as a kid you're like well if we're doing all these Jesus things why aren't we acting like Jesus or why are these people doing this or why is this this way um and then you you get up older you know and now I realize it's like well Jesus wasn't telling them to be perfect either. So A, they're teaching the lessons wrong. And then, yes. B, <laughs> and then B, it's like, oh, we're all people. It's it's okay. But like, we're pretending that we're not 
all just normal people and then we're trying to hold other people it's you know like you say you get lost in this thing and so I just was like I had to let go of all that I had to step away from all that um and like I said there's so many beautiful people and so many communities that are beautiful in in and I and if that's where you belong and where you find yourself and that's where your your heart is and like yeah. do it just like don't see other people as trees you know what I mean like right. just to let somebody else who's not doing what you're doing do their own thing like yeah I don't want to make I'm not just going to put on this jacket and make the same cool band songs and music that these guys did. I'm not going right. to put on this suit of religion and go follow the religion I grew up in because that's what I grew up in. Uh, I, I'm going to do my own thing. I respect everyone making their own decision. I don't have to agree with it to let you live your own life. That's not what life's about, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, well, that's you and that's your tree and that's the sunlight you're getting and that's what you're choosing to water, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like I got to embrace that. So, you know, I never, never going to shit on anybody for right being themselves, I guess. And, and I think if, because I was able to adapt, try to adapt that mentality, you fight it every day. Um, you, you then can, again, you allow yourself to be yourself. And right. then you find that comfort and it's like, well, cool. I can be me. Let me fucking just be me then. And you get more confidence being yourself because like, well, I don't care what they're doing. So they don't fucking care what I'm doing either. And if they do right. that, that's their journey to walk on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so it kind of, that's where we've gone. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. I think no. we kept it not super religious or deep, right? We yeah, no, it's totally fine. I, I don't care. I've talked about religion on here before. I, if if religion's what gets me canceled okay i don't care oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> i hope you don't get canceled for this conversation i'll no, tell you probably <laughs> probably not um so as we wrap up like i said i've been doing this a really long time and i refuse to just sit down and think of a closing question so i bought this game called hot takes Ooh. and it's just these like opinions that you either agree with or don't agree with and some of them are quote unquote you know controversial or whatever <laughs> uh but Starting off for you, I've got the universe is a simulation. No. Nah. You don't I, think? Nah. Fuck this question because like <laughs> I was literally just talking about something with my wife like like I was like a night ago <laughs> and like a night and I was like you know simulation theory whatever and and I was like come on we're not living in the matrix or whatever and then this thing popped up and it was like oh it's the size of like the red pill from the matrix and I was like. <laughs> Well, that's weird that that popped up, you know. <laughs> after, and then now you're like, oh, this is a simulation. And I'm like, no. but now I'm questioning everything. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I I don't think it is either. I think, I think it's one of those things. There's so much chaos within the universe and our world and whatever oh, that yeah. it couldn't possibly be a simulation, right? Like, it couldn't be that chaotic and someone going yep we're controlling that like no you're not yeah i mean we've seen what ai's done so far with uh weird pictures in our group chat they keep right. saying tom brady playing drums my buddy tried to get and they it keeps trying to get better but it's like he's holding the stick and the symbols on the stick like mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. like, oh no we can't be in a simulation this is still how but we don't know do we no. really if it was that good of a simulation there you go. We would yeah. give us that chat GPT shit to throw us in off the trail for another five, 10 years. Right. Right. No, uh, man. I, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things that 
I think the fun, people that what a fun weird question. Sorry to cut you. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I was gonna say I I think the people that like hardcore believe in the simulation theory it's it's almost a defense mechanism right like uh, if i believe that it's a simulation i don't have control over my actions anyway so i can do whatever you know so like, chaos reigns yeah. yeah or laziness really that's yeah just, that that's probably what not have to accomplish uh this one is halloween is the best holiday uh no it's not like i mean no hate on halloween respect bro like yeah i didn't get to do it for a couple years because of the kid church thing right like no uh no but like bro christmas i'm sorry like (laughs) or whatever christmas christmas hanukkah whatever holiday you want to celebrate during the winter solstice they celebrate the solstice whatever it is that gets you off in the winter season but like for me let's put on the family stone Let's make some hot cocoa. Let's enjoy the holiday. We watch Right Christmas on Christmas. It's food. It's family. It's fun. It's it's everything that I like. Like right. oh, groups of people that love each other eating food, and it gets a little crazy sometimes, but it's okay. And like, let's but I watch movies and listen to music. And <laughs> yeah, I I think Halloween is that. It it's kind of a weird one. So like Christmas, I agree. I'm. It's Christmas. I think Christmas as a small, small child is super magical. Then you transition into Halloween because it's supposed to be fun. You get to dress Ah, up and have pranks, whatever. And then you start to appreciate Christmas again because it's like, okay, but I get to just hang out and enjoy family and do this and do that. Like, so I I think Halloween is that like preteen to teen. It's your go-to holiday because like I get to fuck around. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Christmas wins. So everyone that, so every adult that still loves Halloween is just repressing and living out their yeah. childhood. They never got to like, oh, I get to be a kid now. Yep. Well, then you live through your own kids when you have them eventually, right? So it's right. like, now they have Halloween. You can let, I mean, I don't have that yet, but you know. Yeah, you can have, dress the dogs up, right? It's gonna, we really should. We really should. <laughs> It's coming up. You got, you got time. Plan I've out got like time. A, we a could totally here. put those costumes together. Every year, my, my wife loves halloween dressing up we have a friend's party we go to all and, and have a great time but it's like um and yeah when i was younger it was fun. we threw this Halloween. it was like video game themed halloween party back when i worked at a steakhouse you get a bunch of these mix of people from like later teens all the way through guys in their 40s right that are cooks and like everyone dresses up as these uh video game characters and i dressed up as kratos from god of war like body paint and everything and my now wife was Laura Croft. It was great. We loved Halloween. Yeah. So that yeah. was the best year. Ever since then, though, I never try hard enough. And she gets so mad. She's like, will you plan your costume like a month or two before? And then we can like n- do it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll get it together. Never. Never happens. Nope. nope. Uh, last one I've got for you is that the moon landing was fake. I don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was real. And if it was fake, I don't give a shit. I lied to us about it. Whatever. We're lied to about a lot of things. So <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like it was real, but I mean, <laughs> I, I lean towards it definitely was real in my mind as well. I've seen some like fairly compelling arguments, oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, to the yeah, fake, man. but I'm like, also what, what would be, what did they have to gain from lying to us about it? Like, I mean, national pride. Right, yeah. you keep the nationalism up, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't like, mean that in a bad way, like, because uh, 
like I know there's dangerous nationalism, but right. like, but there's, <laughs> right. there's like healthy pride and like, hey, this is where I live and this is where I'm from. And like, even if you want to make it better, you did it's like, well, I'm still part of this thing. So yeah, but back which, then, like, yeah. Right. That was around the Cold it's War. It's a space like, race. We did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we got to the moon. <laughs> but then it was like, well, now that we're there, we're not going to do anything else for a long time. So yeah. we won the space race and we were all excited and then it was over. So maybe, yeah. maybe it was fake for that, but like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I think there's, there's arguments for both. I, I think it was real. Um, and, you know, people always kick back with, well, if it was real, why haven't we been back? And it's like, what, what would be the point of going back anyway, though? We already just to that. say that we can do it. You know what I mean? Like big bag of rocks. <laughs> right. Right. We'll let Elon do his, his Mars journey. Like it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, have fun. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. I'm not. No. Listen, I'm. I'm fully aware I'll never be in a spacecraft, and if I am, cool. But uh, I'm fine. If I, I am, it's gonna be down at Kennedy Space Center. It's gonna be on the ground, <laughs> and I'll see. Oh, look, this is what it's like to be in one of these things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I watched no, Apollo not, 13. I don't want I'm to not, join that. <laughs> I'm not going deep underwater. I'm not going high into the sky. There's, there's, there's two things I won't do, and that, uh, <laughs> that's one of. The, I don't know, man. It's just like, ah, I feel like I'm gonna get the most out of my life without having to go to that, to that reach. That's yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, so. To, to finally wrap up here, uh, what I like to do at the end is always obviously give you time to plug everything. I'll link all your socials and everything, but okay. where can people find you? What's the best way to interact? Things like that. All right. So um, Instagram still, you know, for, for our age range, it makes sense, right? That's a, that's a main one for me. I use a lot. I'm trying to use my Twitter more, but then now I'm going to be active in threads. I'll have a, I have a TikTok that I'm like, right, we're going to get out there and do some talking. That's yep. see how old I am. I just said we're gonna do some talking, bro. That's it, you know what it, it was that like part of my like life where I'm like, I'm not gonna do anything new. F forget all that shit. And yep. now it's like, uh, I guess I probably should have been paying attention for a little longer. <laughs> I'm in the uh, same boat. I've I've got a TikTok. I very rarely use it for any like scroll on it from time to time. But as yeah. far as me posting things to promote, I should have got on that bandwagon a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, it's never too late to uh, try to get a viral TikTok hit, right? So right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so, you know, I'll, normal socials that you can find uh, people on. Uh, the YouTube channel will be really starting with the vid first music video, and then I'm going to be trying to put more content on there going forward, some, like, acoustic performances and stuff like that. So yeah. me on a piano singing some of these ones like I'm, like I'm Billy Joel on the stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Anyway, uh, yeah, and and then like I said, playing in Tampa, uh, Florida on August 18th uh, at Hooch and Hive. It's going to be a really fun show. Playing in Lakeland, Florida for the album release on September 16th. Album drops 9:15, Flamingo County. I'm really, really excited, man. It's just like it's fun. I'm going to put some music out there. We're going to see what people think. We're going to play some shows. I'm just like, shit. This is fun, man. This is what I do. Yeah. Talking to you's been great. You're great. We got to hang. Yeah. Hey, you know, if I get down to Florida or you get to Indiana, we'll definitely figure it out. You know, I fly a lot of places for work. So maybe sometime if I'm in your neck of the woods, bro, we'll grab something to eat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, no, I'm, I'm really digging what you're putting out, man. Like I said, everything I've heard so far off this, this new album is, is awesome. I think there's, again, just a, I go back to the word showcase because there is so much 
dynamic uh, sound difference between some of the songs and even just the content, which is obviously part of the life journey and whatnot. Um, so I, I really hope people check it out. I think if they do, even if they don't love the whole album, there's something on there for everybody that they can relate to. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for saying that. And, and I hope so too. You know, I, uh, I, I really do. I, I just, man, I'm so appreciative that like you gave it a listen. I appreciate hearing those words from you. I, uh, it means a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's a special one for me. I've been involved in a lot of music, but be able to put my stamp on this one for real and like really feel it and put it out there is already feeling good to get the feedback. So thank you so much, man. Thank you for, yeah. thank you for having me on and thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll be in touch for sure. We'll, uh, you know, try to broadcast as much as we can leading up to the, the album release for you and everything. And again, I'm, I'm excited to see what goes on. I think there's a lot of potential here. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. So it's been great to talk with you. Yeah. Great talking with you. I'll, uh, I'll be in touch soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good, dude. All right. Later. And that was my conversation with Matthew Lowry. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. Again, huge shout out to him for taking the time to reschedule with me when we needed to and um, just to have a a long conversation. Uh, Again, it was kind of not planned to be a much longer episode or anything, but we uh, just kind of had good conversation so why would you not continue it um but yeah really want you guys to to go check him out obviously i'll link all his socials and everything so um go give him a a like share subscribe follow on any of the social medias uh keep your eyes peeled for the new album coming out go check out the songs that are currently out um and yeah again he's super dope i think you guys are really gonna dig some of this stuff that's coming out on the new record um and if you're in the area for him um go check out a show i think he's going to be one of those artists that when you see him live it just makes it that much more fun so that's everything i've got for you guys on this episode As always, I appreciate everything you do for this podcast. Uh, Be sure that you give us a like, share, subscribe, follow. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are where we're most active. I'm trying as a one-man show to do more YouTube and TikTok. Um, And we just started Threads. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck's happening over there yet, but uh, we are doing a little bit on Threads as well. So... um, As always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.